What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. And that was a common Bengals W. Man, what more can I say? The Cincinnati Bengals right now, I'm talking the last 13 months, we are living in the greatest era of Cincinnati Bengals football ever. Listen, I know we made the wild card like five straight years. That Andy Dalton did a great job, contrary to what anybody else ever says. The Boomer Esiason era was was fun as well, and I know that you know they got to the Super Bowl in the Ken Anderson era, but we're talking Super Bowl, conference championship, back to back years. The Cincinnati Bengals have as many playoff wins in the last fifty three weeks as they have had in their entire history. Think about that. 40-plus years, the Cincinnati Bengals had five playoff wins. They've got five in the last 53 weeks. And in eight against fluke teams, we're talking it's against the Chiefs and the Bills and a lot of really, really good teams. They've spanked the Chiefs over the past year or so. The greatest era. Now, I, I want to say this. I did not, I didn't grow up a football fan. Love the Bengals. Love all my local teams, of course. Big fan of all my local teams. When Carson Palmer popped up, it's like, all right, maybe the misery is over. Started to pay attention to it a little bit more. Was brokenhearted when he left Cincinnati and, and forced his way out of Cincinnati. Was heartbroken. Andy Dalton got drafted, and honestly, not knowing anything about football. I don't know anything about football now, much less 12 years ago, but <sighs> Andy Dalton being drafted second round, AJ Green being drafted first round. I honestly was like, damn, that's a good draft. They, they got their they got their connection there. But it, it became clear after those five years, after the implosion of the last playoff game in January 2016 it became clear that this team was not going to get it done and Marvin Lewis wasn't going to get it done so the fact that they hung on to him for three more years and they were losing seasons that sucked but you started to see the pieces coming together right you saw Joe Mixon come in good draft value because there there were issues there you get Tyler Boyd, who was going to be a number one on a lot of teams back then, but understood how he could impart that knowledge on others. Then Lewis hit the bricks. We got Burrow. We got Higgins. We got Chase. You got Bates. You got all kinds of guys. You know, seeing Andrew Whitworth leave, it, it hurt, but it, it was so nice to see him win a Super Bowl. And now the Bengals are it. The Bengals are it, man. I had a lot of people. A whole lot of people in my mentions when I said, guys, listen, I swear to God, the Bengals could have been a 16-1 and team. And I fully believe that. To this day, I still fully believe that the Cincinnati Bengals could and should have been a 16-1 and team. We know what happened with the Bills. That was tragic. Nothing, nothing that we could do about that. Every game except for the Cleveland Browns game on Halloween Monday Night Football are games the Bengals could and should have won. And what matters now is that the Cincinnati Bengals are facing the Kansas City Chiefs again for the AFC Championship. You know, got a lot of people talking about going to the game, all that. I'm with you, Mike Straw. Expensive, 
cold. I got offered uh, an opportunity to go next weekend. I'll be fresh off the Royal Rumble. Man, I am not going to spend a bunch on tickets and then maybe miss a flight hours before, right? I can't do that. Oh, boy. <clears throat> this is fun. This is a fun time. Oh, Mike says, I'm peeping that new light in the background, looking fresh. Yeah, I don't like that it's got the cord. And right now it's over my Fightful sign, but we'll get to it. It We'll get to it. But let's get to the, the good stuff. The Cincinnati Bengals picked up exactly where they left off three weeks ago, right before the DeMar Hamlin tragedy. I thought for sure they would bring DeMar Hamlin on that field and pump up the crowd, pump up the bills. That didn't happen. I'm very glad that didn't happen because I don't need the bills ready to run through a wall. I'll tell you who did run through a wall. The guy that I have I've criticized for being inconsistent this year, the guy I've criticized for just not getting the job done this year, Joe Mixon, 105 yards, a rushing touchdown. Uh, he caught two passes for 18 yards as well. He did it today. And Samaji P. Ryan, when he was asked to, to come in and, and get carries and get first downs, he did it too. You know who else did it on the ground? Joe Burrow, 31 yards on six carries. Overall, the Bengals were averaging over five yards a carry. Early on, they were getting Jamar chase the ball on, on rushes too. Surprising to see. But I'll tell you what I feel like as I just as a viewer, what I thought really helped. The fact that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals were willing to throw the ball early on and establish, listen, the snow bullshit, a myth. Sorry for the curse words. I try not to curse on this show. Snow stuff, it, it ain't going to affect our pass game. No, you're, you're going to have to double up on Chase still. Sorry, you're still going to have to do that. Man. Can't wait to see how this plays out next week. Because the Bengals did exactly what they needed to do straight up. They established that they were going to throw the ball and throw the ball often. And then after that first touchdown, again, picked up right where they left off. Then they started to feed the ball to Mixon on the ground, on the ground, on the ground. And Mixon was getting it done. We're talking six, seven, eight-yard gains, first downs, just nonstop. How about that offensive line? How about Jackson Carmen? Over on the Common Bengals W Twitter, I had tweeted this yesterday. I want to give myself a little pat on the back. I think the question was like, who was going to be the X factor? Who was going to be the most important player on the field besides the quarterbacks, I think it was. In fact, I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. That way I don't. I don't give myself credit for something that I didn't say. I want to, I want to like be specific about this. Yeah, pick one play, Bengals player other than Joe Burrow that you think is the key to winning Sunday and why. And I just said Carmen Jackson. I didn't need to say why. This is three days ago. Lance McAllister's tweet. Carmen's playing on his birthday. He is the a, a top, a, a high draft pick. Somebody the Bengals picked up to protect Joe Burrow. And it wasn't getting done last year. Well, maybe he wasn't the problem or maybe he just needed some experience because he stepped in today and he killed it. Hakeem Adeniji, 
I don't know how kind uh, the, 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 a rewatch is going to be to him. But Joe Burrow got sacked one time. And Joe Burrow got sacked one time, and that one time was his fault. He should have thrown the ball. It was, it was magnificent. I don't think there's been a game all year where Joe, Joe Burrow hadn't been sacked at all, was there? I think he got sacked every game. I'll look to make sure. Yeah, every single game, he's been sacked at least one time. And had he just thrown the ball there, this would have been the first time that that didn't happen. The offensive line played probably the best ball that they played since that those stretches, the Tennessee Chiefs and Cleveland game. They were, they were really just on fire. But today, boy, that was special. That was great. Jackson Carmen. Now keep in mind, you got Ted Karras, who was also banged up during this game. Jonah Williams, who if Jackson Carmen keeps playing his ass off, Jonah Williams might not be back. You're gonna be paying Joe Burrow an awful lot of money. You got to clear up some of that. You got Alex Kappa hurt. They say week to week. Boy, imagine if they get him back next week. Imagine if they can get Alex Kappa back next week. You, you want to talk about something that would help out an awful lot with Jackson Carmen playing the way that he is? Listen, Jonah Williams, based on what I saw, all due respect to Jonah Williams, I'm all right. Rest up, buddy. <laughs> Heal up, pal. We'll be all right. But. I would love to get Alex Kappa back. That offensive line deserves some, some incredible respect for what they did today. Led by Ted Karras, the biggest signing that the Bengals have had in a very, very long time. So you had Joe Mixon step up. You had Jackson Carmen step up. Let's talk about another guy who stepped up. Cam Taylor Britt. God, this guy played like a man. Breaking up passes, getting late picks integral picks, a second round draft pick last year for the Bengals. And, you know, it sucks that we lost Shadobe Awuzie, but it's really great to see Cam Taylor Britt step up and be like, you know what? I can be the leader of this Bengals secondary for a very long time. I can be this guy. And he missed quite a bit of time earlier this year. But he's stepping up and he's playing big time football for the Bengals in playoff positions against really tough people. Eli Apple. Now, Eli Apple got absolutely scorched. That's the thing. When Eli Apple loses, boy, it's a big fat L, right? Like it's it's like throwing a burger on the grill and just going out for an hour and coming back and the whole whole damn grill's on fire, right? That's how bad he gets burned. But when Eli Apple's on, which he was most of this year, it's really, really good. Breaking up some passes, covering digs. Like he's another, he was a good acquisition by the Bengals and a good person for them to bring back this year. Getting more and more confidence in that Bengals front office. And the fact that Joe Burrow has confidence in that Bengals front office makes me pretty happy. I mean, we're going from, okay, we got to move on from, from Andy Dalton. And before that, it was, well, Carson Palmer doesn't want to be here. And before that, it's like, well, pff, 
Klingler and Kitna and Akili Smith and all these guys and Jeff Blake was fool's gold and all this. Having a guy who I think now is the best quarterback in the NFL, I think I think he's earned the right to to be able to say that right up there with Mahomes. Like, listen, you want you want Mahomes over Burrow? I ain't gonna be mad at you, but I'll take Burrow. It, it feels good to have a guy like that say, yeah, I want to be here and I want to be here for good. And I have I have a lot of confidence in the front office because they're drafting people like Cam Taylor Britt. Because they're they're pairing me up with Chase and Higgins. Like they got weapons around them. They they went and signed Hayden Hurst. You want to talk about another good play? Uh, the hurdle for the first down, the touchdown where he just smoked a guy. Hayden Hurst played really well. I do think that um, Trenton Irwin, this was an unfortunate, the first bad game I've seen Trenton Irwin play. He had the one reception, uh, but there were a couple of passes that he should have caught. And uh, it says he had two targets and one reception, but I remember, well, there was one pass specifically that he should have caught that would have been big. Mitchell Wilcox, he came up with a nice uh, reception as well. There's another one that he absolutely should have caught early. Fortunately, we're not really, we don't really need to talk about those that much, right? Burrow, even though he was like 23 of 36, it's it's hard to really think back on those misses, right? Like the, the Irwin and Wilcox one are the only ones. Okay, no, there was one to Hayden Hurst that was bad, and he could not have he could not have pulled that down. He had to leap all the way up in the air. And Hayden Hurst is a big boy. But other than that. Joe Burrow did what he does and picked up a W. He picked up a common Bengals W. You love to see it. You love to see it. The other bad. Okay, so obviously the Irwin and Wilcox drops, unfortunate. You would love to have seen Joe Burrow throw out of that sack uh, that, that he got because you don't want to make a habit of that, but whatever. The... Really frustrating part about the Bengals, who have an amazing defense. Just even though Ouzier is out, you've got Lou Anarumo, who, God, how is he not going to get some offers? How is he not going to get some head head coaching offers? The way that the, the Bengals defense has been playing with him as defensive coordinator. But you got these this Bengals defense playing really great. But there's there's something I notice happens a lot with the Bengals. There were probably five or six times that they had Josh Allen sacked. And I feel like that's the first time I've mentioned Josh Allen's name this whole podcast. And if you would have told me that I was going to go 15 minutes of the Bills recap without mentioning Josh Allen because he didn't do anything, he ran in a touchdown. That was nice. Burrow ran for more yards. Josh Allen was the the fourth highest rusher. The Bills running back was the fifth highest rusher of the day. But they're probably they probably should have had at least four sacks. I, I mean at least because there were six different times and maybe I'm embellishing, but six times that the Bengals had a sack. I'm talking like half a second or an inch and then Josh Allen threw it for a first down. And that happened a lot last week too. And it's finishing those defensive plays. There were a couple of times that it looked like Josh Allen was threatened, 
and that some people in the secondary just kind of gave up on the play. And unfortunately, those passes were completed. Well, that's not ideal, right? It's not what you want to see out of the Bengals. Now, Josh Allen is very mobile. He's very big. He's very strong. And um, he he's prone to turn the ball over more, which I thought he took care of the ball really, really good. But they are going to face an objectively smaller and an objectively slower this week, Patrick Mahomes. Now, I saw somebody uh, that was like, oh, he played the day that he sprained his ankle. Well, he's definitely going to play in a week. But I don't know if you've ever had a high ankle sprain, but you can tape it up and play a little bit that day. That adrenaline will get you through it. Then you sleep, your body calms down, and it swells up big time. You're going to be hopping around for the next few days. Uh, if he gets to practice this week, he'll be very lucky. But obviously, they're going to have him start over Chad Henney if they can. And, um, I mean, I don't like to see anybody hurt. That sucks. That's not how I want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're going to they're gonna probably make sure that he's feeling as little pain as possible. But, um, like, that's the thing. People are like, oh, you're, you're probably happy that it's going to be a hampered Mahomes. No, why? We, Bengals have beaten him three times. This is not a rivalry. If they win next week, it ain't a rivalry. 3-1. 3-1. What are we doing here? Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs has less, less weapons than they had last year. Damn, man. So I'm feeling good about next week. Bengals going up to the cold, cold Kansas City weather next week. And they're going to play and they're going to put a hurting on the Chiefs. And they're going to the Super Bowl again. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. Fortunately, uh, x-rays are negative on Pat Mahomes' ankle. He doesn't have a break, anything like that. That's great to see. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to see that happen. I just... I just want to see the Bengals kick the Chiefs' ass again. Buddy, do you know how obnoxious I'm going to be if the Bengals beat the Chiefs for a fourth time? Bless it. Bless it. Let me know in the chat, the live chat. Who do you see as the X-Factors next week for the Kansas City Chiefs? Let's talk more about that, that Bengals defense. Holding the Bills to 10 points. Boy, that's nice. That is a hell of a contrast from what we have seen in the last couple of weeks where the Bengals got, I don't want to say got hurt or anything. I mean, they held the Ravens to 17 and 16. So that was, you know, not good scores. They were looking good against the Bills, held the Patriots under 20. But, I mean, the thing is, there were a couple times throughout these games where they looked like, the result was in doubt. You know what I mean? The Bengals defense has come up big with some huge plays, like the the all-timer, the Sam Hubbard uh, touchdown, obviously. But, I mean, like, they were giving up 20 first downs in a game to uh, 
not only the Ravens backup QB, but the, the backup backup QB. That isn't something that you want to see. When they were like 13 to 15, a lot of games this season. But um, 10 points, the fewest number of points that the Bengals have allowed this season. Right up there with the Cleveland Browns, the second go around. Hell yeah. Now, that being said, we talk about the offensive firepower. The Bengals haven't scored 30 points, but like one time since late November. So, like the last nine or ten games, they have they've only cracked that one time against the the, the Bucks. But we'll take it. We'll take it. Bengals aren't turning the ball over. I mean, we're, the first game of the year, the five turnover game, that was looking scary, man. That was looking scary. And they, they just haven't had anything resembling that since then. When you watched that first game, when I watched that first game, I it, the worst possible scenarios popped in my head. I was like, oh my God, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe he's just not as good as we thought he was. Nope. Joe Burrow is every bit as good as we thought he was and even better. Evan McPherson made his kicks today. Hell yeah. More than some teams are getting right now. Gotta love that. Gotta love it, right? Damn. Mike Fish says Chiefs ran the ball pretty well yesterday, but after the Bills had hardly any running game, could limit their offense. Well, you know Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be running the ball much, if at all. You know that he's going to be getting rid of the ball quicker. So regardless of if Mahomes plays or not, you are you are dealing with one of two things. You're either dealing with Chad Henney. You're, you're either dealing with Chad Henney or a very hampered Patrick Mahomes, who is not going to be running nearly as much. He isn't going to be wanting, wanting to take hits nearly as much. So, I mean, you look at that and you're like, all right, I like I like the Bengals' chances. Not only do I like the Bengals' chances, I mean, I liked them before. Bengals beat him three times, right? But, I mean, Mahomes has been scary accurate over the past, I want to say, well, since since the Denver game when he threw a bunch of picks, right? He's been like super accurate. He's thrown like one pick, and I think he's had like 10 touchdowns in that period. He's looked really good, and he doesn't get sacked a lot, like one or two times if he gets sacked at all. And you look at the Chiefs O-line, and we mentioned that, and today would have been the first time that Joe Burrow didn't get sacked at all. That's happened like four times for Pat Mahomes this this year. Like four times he's not been sacked at all. So, I mean, he is going to rack up uh, some yards in the air, but you know it's going to limit his mobility. Like he's going to, they're, they're going to protect him overly throughout this game. They're probably going to run the ball quite a bit. So, I mean, you got to, you've got to keep that under control. You got to, get there and make sure that Isaiah Pacheco isn't getting four, five, six yards a carry. McKinnon didn't look great yesterday, at least uh, on the ground. I'm liking where the Bengals are. 
I'm liking the fact that we're playing a team that the Bengals have beaten three times already. JB says Bengals have to throw everything in the kitchen sink at Kelsey. He's been a monster. That's the thing. You know it's going to go to, to Travis Kelsey over and over and over again. Because, one, Travis Kelsey is going to run those shorter routes. Pat Mahomes is going to look to get rid of the ball a lot quicker. And who's the target? Well, Travis Kelsey's the target. So make sure you got him covered. It cannot be like today where Stephon Diggs is just chilling by himself like, oh, okay, I'll take that. Man, feels really good. Bengals are the Chiefs kryptonite. Mike says, to me, contain Kelsey, win the game. Yeah, because half the battle to contain Pat Mahomes is already done. If he can't run around, if he can't comfortably get around in the pocket, unless there's some miracle. I mean, I don't know a lot of people say, uh, oh, well, you know, he won't feel the pain. Yeah, I know. That's that's obviously a possibility. But if your ankle gives out on you, your ankle gives out on you. And he has had some games this year where he's just ran the ball to death, like against Tennessee. He, he had a couple weeks back-to-back. It was Tennessee and Jacksonville where he ran really, really well. And that's, you know, that's the most that we had really seen out of that at the at that point. Like he's he's running the ball about the same as he has the last three years, and it's increased, but I mean, now that is largely off the table, I would imagine. Man. Guys, I want to thank you all so much for joining me for Common Bingles W. Greatly appreciate it. Going to wrap this up by saying uh, absolutely deserve to be playing the Chiefs in Kansas City. Today's game should have been in Atlanta. I think it is absolutely stupid that the option was there for the Chiefs and the Bills to have been playing in Atlanta because if the, you know, if the Bills would have won this game that they were losing, well, they would have had the same record as Kansas City, right? Oh, but if the Bengals would have won the game they were actually winning when it was called, they're not given the same courtesy. Well, I got, too bad. We'll, we'll just come into your hometown in the snow while y'all are breaking tables and stuff and kick your asses. Sorry, Buffalo. Love you. Love the Buffalo Bills fans. Love them, but too bad, so sad. JB says, who you got the Bengals playing in the Super Bowl if they win? Sean, I think the Eagles. Listen, I really like what Brock Purdy has done. I don't think that you can have him hand over that job after he has won two playoff games. He didn't look great today. No touchdowns. You know, but they beat the Cowboys. And it'd be... I would love for them to play the Niners for one historical motivation and all intents and purposes, even though he's a starting guy, you're going against their third option <laughs> quarterback. And I want to win the Super Bowl. I don't care if it's a if it's a banana peel win, a bubble win. I don't give a damn. But that's what I would like to see. I would love that. That'd be very cool. But yeah, um, I'm very excited. Oh, by the way, not excited to watch national news coverage. I know that as 
one of the more prominent wrestling writers. I don't really have much room to talk, but I just know when I fire up anything but good morning football or get up, which I love. I love both of those, but I watch all the Bengals national coverage, all of it. I just know whenever you tune in to Skip and Shannon, it's going to be, where did the Cowboys go wrong? What's next for the Cowboys? Do the Cowboys need to move on from? All right, man. Then you tune into Stephen A. and, and Michael Irvin, and it's going to be him trolling Michael Irvin. And ah, <laughs> I told you, I told you. And Michael Irvin's going to be selling it and all that. And I get it. You do that sometimes. But Jesus Christ, man. We got the Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, and Bengals who did the damn thing. And I'm going to have to wait until uh, an hour into the show to hear about these teams that uh, run through. Stephen A., what do you think about the Bengals victory? Well, it was a good one. And then they'll go on to the, the next segment, the Chiefs. What about Patrick Mahomes? Guy's got guy's going to have an ankle the size of, of a softball. And they're going to be busy talking about Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones. You just know it. At least when they talk about LeBron, you're still talking about a guy who is one of the best players in the NBA and one of the best athletes in the world. So I understand the LeBron thing. When you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, you are talking about a team that has not been to a Super Bowl since Make a Difference Fatu was on WWF television. Right? Greg the Hammer Valentine was wrestling regularly the last time the Cowboys went to a Super Bowl. Cordell Stewart, remember him? Was a thing. The last time they went to a Super Bowl. I had never been on the internet. I had never held a cell phone. Half the Bengals team wasn't even, half the Cowboys team wasn't born yet. Oh, well. My God. Guys, thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out.